Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? How are- I am doing very well, thank you. How are you? Delightful, thank you very much. Good. It's, um, yeah, that's a good much- way to start the week. Yeah, well, it's lo- it's it's much um, less humid today as we're yes. taping on Thursday, and the weekend promises to be very nice. And all of next week in the seventies, so that's like right up my alley. So mm-hmm. all the flowers, there, as we know, are blooming, and things are moving and grooving, and it's looking very lush with the rain we've we've received. So I, yeah, I think it's all it's all good. It's beautiful out. So thank God. Okay, that's that's a wonderful thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, and the flowers, love looking at the flowers outside. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, and the trees and blue, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, it really I, is. I think really is nice to be um, alive and be outside, yeah. and how wonderful it is to be back with people we can talk to at restaurants, and it's just it's it's like somebody lifted the the big. Shade from the windows, and now we can see and be with everything, and it's just really no. nice. So yeah, I had a good time. Um, I think last uh, was it Tuesday was wicked with the rainstorms we had, and some people had really serious problems with the rains. But um, I just I kept going. I I had a meeting scheduled with the first time. Again, you know, it's because of COVID. First time that we were able to get together, my friends from college, and we get together in Allentown for lunch, and that was Tuesday. And so I started here when it started to rain and went through some really, really incredible rainstorms on the Northeast Extension of the Turnpike, but got to where we were going and uh when i got there the rain stopped temporarily and um got in we went to the pocono brewery that has uh it there is one on route 611 i think it is in the poconos 
but there's also one that's in this mall at the Lehigh Valley Mall. There's a section that they built out that has some really high-end type stores, and this is one of the anchor stores. Uh, it's actually a restaurant, but it was very sad to walk in there and see that we were the only table that was seated in the restaurant. Um, nevertheless, it was just nice to be there and to see each of us and catch up on all the things that happened since we were together last, which I want to say was back in August of last wow. year. So, yeah, you know, and, and that's about when COVID started picking up big time around here and before everybody had their shots. So it worked out really well. So we, we're back to our time of trying to do it once a month um, and meet someplace in Allentown because that seems to be a central location for the four of us who get together. So we'll go and have another, go to a different restaurant and try them out. And it's a lot of fun. So it was nice to see them, and I really enjoyed that opportunity to catch up with everybody. You just really don't realize how much you miss that human contact and take it for granted until it's taken away from you. And then you have the opportunity to get back together again, and it's just like kids in a candy store. It was, it was great. Yep, we had a lot of fun. I think we talked and we sat there for two hours. And oh, uh, people good. started trickling in, you know, at that point. But um, it was great. So yay to to all of us for just being able to continue to do it. Because it's not easy um, at this point. Uh, we were There were originally all of us who got together. We were... Um, not all together for lunch, but that we would get together occasionally. Every two years, we would go someplace and rent a house and have all of us meet there from wherever we were. And um, we are now two less. Two of us, two of that group have passed. So it's a, it becomes even more important for us to make sure that we stick to doing this because... Uh, we really want to do it. I think that's the point. You know, we can we can go back and talk about where we grew up. Uh, you and I can talk about that, and and you know, with Joan, we can talk about that too because she was here. But these other women, uh, we only we've known them just since we've been in college. But that's still a, four years of being together has still allowed us to continue to create relationships and and care about what happens with each other for over 50 years. Amazing. That's amazing. It is amazing. So anyway, that was a good thing. Despite the horrible weather on Tuesday, uh, we did manage to get together after uh, at least a seven-month hiatus. So yay for us. That's right. Yay, yay, yay. And it's so easy to get to Allentown. Oh, it is. It's just a straight shot right down the turnpike. Yeah. Yep. There's nothing to it. Pretty easy. Yeah, it's a good so, thing. Um, uh, I was going to say, would you like to take a little quiz? Sure, if I'm good at it. 
Okay. What is it about first? Only if Depends. you're good at it, right? It okay. better not be about um, the stock it market. Oh, it is. God. It's, and now, this comes from a, a com not a company, um, an entity that's called the U.S. Financial Capability dot org website. Oh, and it says, take the investor literacy quiz. Oh. And that's all it is. It's literacy. How, what do you know about yeah. these things? Mm -hmm. So I think there's 10 questions. Ready? Oh, geez. Yeah. All right. In general, investments that are riskier tend to provide higher returns over time than investments with less risk. True or false? True. If you buy a company's stock, then you have four choices. One, you own a part of the company. Two, you have lent money to the company. Three, you are liable for the company's debts. Or four, the company will return your original investment to you with interest. Uh, I'd say A. You're right. You own a part Yay. of the company. That's exactly what it means. Okay. <clears throat> Come on. If you buy a company's bond, you own a part of the company, you have lent money to the company, you are liable for the company's debts, or you can vote on shareholder resolutions. I, you know, I, that, this is where I'm terrible. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know the, oh God. Um, you own, you own a part of the company or you've lent money to the company. Let's just say that. Which of those two? If you buy a company's bond. Um, I don't know. B, B. Yes. You have lent money to the company. Okay. Stock is that you own a part of the company. All right. See, that's okay. good. All right. Good. All right. That's good. Okay. Next question. Over the last 20 years in the United States, the best average returns have been generated by stocks, bonds, CDs, money market accounts. Stocks. Okay. Right. If a company files for bankruptcy, which of the following securities is most at risk of becoming virtually worthless? The company's preferred stock, the company's common stock, or the company's bonds? C. Bonds. Yes. Oh, it's not. Okay. I, what the, That's right. Which of the following know. best, which of the following okay. best explains why many municipal bonds pay lower yields than other government bonds? Okay, municipal bonds are a lower risk. There's a greater demand for municipal bonds. Municipal bonds can be tax-free. 
C or tax Correct. free. Yeah, because they're tax free. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you invest five hundred dollars to buy a thousand dollars worth of stock on margin, the value of the stock drops by fifty percent. You sell it approximately how much of your original $500 investment are you left with in the end? $500, or zero? Say it again, because I will have to follow okay. that. You invest $500 to mm-hmm. buy $1,000 worth of stock on margin, meaning you're borrowing money. Yeah, yeah, I know what okay. margin, yeah. The value of the stock drops by 50%. You sell it. Approximately how much of your original $500 investment are you left with in the end? $500, $250, or nothing? I want to say nothing. Okay. And the next question, which is the best definition of, quote, selling short, end quote. It's kind of like the same thing with houses, okay? All right, selling shares of a stock shortly after buying it, selling shares of a stock before it's reached its peak, selling shares of stock at a loss, or selling borrowed shares of a stock. Um, C. Selling shares of stock at a loss? Yes. Okay. Is that C? I don't know. That's not... Uh, well, no. Th- that That is what C is. But okay. D is, well, the, is the correct answer. answer. But anyway, I'll get to that later. D. Okay. Um, what is the main advantage that index funds have when compared to actively managed funds? Index funds are generally less risky in the short term. Index funds generally have lower fees and expenses. Index funds are generally less likely to decline in value, or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, the answer is actually index (laughs) funds generally have lower fees and expenses. Okay. Okay, all right, and the last question. Past performance of an investment is a good indicator of future results. True or false? Say it again. Past performance of an investment is a good indicator of future results. Uh, I'm just gonna, I, I would say true, but it's so, un, you just don't know. So I would say false, I guess. You're right. Okay. False is the right is the correct answer. Okay. All right. So, the average investor answers only four of those correctly, and you got nine out of ten with a little I help. Did? But yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a little help from a friend. Oh so, yeah. But I did pretty good. I did. <laughs> you done good, girl. There we go. All right. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn show and we'll be right back. 
Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, my name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of and financial planner of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and several other podcast sites. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. Last week, um, we talked about another article that I was going to read, but we ran out of time. And I'd like to do that now, but I just want you to know that it was... It was all precipitated, I guess is the word, by something that I saw, I want to say it's at least two weeks ago, on 60 Minutes on CBS Sunday night. Um, and I think it was, it was about, I can't remember the woman's name, but the woman was a neurologist who was part of a study on longevity in this country. And not just longevity 
for those of us who are already um, on the planet and in our 60s and 70s, but the future generations and what the expectations will be and how that will change the economy of our country and really of the world because of the fact that we'll be living so much longer. And this one statistic just blew me away. She said that babies that are born today can expect on average to live to 103 to 104. Wow. On average. Yeah. So, you know, you start with, well, where's the first place that that sounds like it would be um, a head-on crash? And I would say the Social Security system. Because the Social Security system is expecting us to live maybe to 80. And the expectation is that you will, they keep pushing that date up as to when is the time that you reach what they call full retirement age. So for me, um, it is 66. For someone your age, Laurie, I think it's 67 and maybe some months. And they just keep pushing that up so that when you, if you make the decision that you want to start taking your full benefit, you have to wait longer. Now, the other thing I don't know, and I, and I question this, is that usually for when they started doing this, this was a relatively new phenomenon, if there was an incentive for people not to take their benefits at 65 because the Social Security system needed the funds to be in the system, not for you to take them out. So the incentive was if you would not take your benefits until you were 70, every year that you you would earn 8% on that benefit amount. So there was an incentive not to take it until you're 70. Well, if they keep pushing that age of full retirement to 66, 67, 68, there's not a whole heck of a lot difference between taking that money at 68 versus 70 because it's not, not all that much of a big deal. But from 65 to 70, it was a significant 32% more on your benefit. That made a difference. So if we're all going to live till, well, not us, but the new kids on the block are going to live to over 100 We've got to make major changes in that, in that whole system. Because when it was originally designed um, by the, uh, the Germans in the 30s, it was expected that when people hit 65, they would only live to 68. So therefore, it was no big deal for the federal government, which is the same one we adopted here, that to pay benefits for three, maybe five years, well, that's not the case anymore. And even with my baby boomer generation, we are living on average to 85, 88 years old. So the system, even though we still take the money out and we do the things we're supposed to do with it, and the stock market's been great, which means that's been good for the monies that have been invested for the benefit of Social Security, 
they every couple of years you see this stuff come out about Social Security will be bankrupt in four years, and then it's not. And then they come back and say, it'll be bankrupt in seven years unless Congress does something about it. And it's not. So I don't, I don't know how they're going to deal with this piece of it. But that's an extra 15 to 20 years we're talking about here. And this system was never intended to do that. So it all of a sudden, normal retirement age, even in pension plans, all the calculations they do, all of this is going to be majorly impacted by this type of growth in our uh, longevity. So this article that I was referring to came from a website called babyboomers.com. And the staff actually put together this article. And there is a, an app that they have tried to promote quite extensively in here. But I, I'm ignoring it because it, I did go there and I found out that it's a subscription. So if you go, you have to pay a certain amount of money in order to be a part of this. So irrespective of that, let's just take a look at what they had to say. So they said the potential costs of longevity. There are a few different areas where costs have the potential to add up quickly as you age. The first one is healthcare costs. The average healthy 65-year-old couple retiring today can expect to spend 285000 on health care costs during retirement, with as much as 68% of their Social Security benefits devoted to health care costs. This figure includes costs like Medicare premiums, some out-of-pocket costs for medical needs, but doesn't include many of the costs outside of Medicare's purview, like long-term care. And for some retirees, their health care costs can easily go past a million dollars, making health care costs something you'd want to carefully budget for if you live longer. Number two, long-term care. While Medicare covers most costs like a hospital visit or yearly checkups, it does not include long-term care, including living in an assisted living facility or having a home health aid. More than a third of people over age 65 will eventually spend time in a nursing home. And more than half will incur long-term care costs of some sort. Keep in mind that while long-term care remains a significant expense throughout the country, costs can vary greatly by state. Outliving a partner. When making plans for the future, it's important to remember that that one spouse may be financially on their own for an extended period of time. For couples retiring now, there's a 20% chance that a wife outlives her husband by 15 or more years. And the fourth cost of longevity is inflation. The Social Security Administration does have recipients, does give recipients a cost of living adjustment in most years to fund some of the rises that inflation brings to everyday costs. This year, for instance, payments had a 1.3% boost at the start of 2021. But Social Security cost of living adjustment increases don't always keep up with the pace of inflation. 
and health care costs tend to rise faster than inflation. With a projected inflation rate of 2.5%, what costs you $100,000 in today's money will cost $162,862 in 2041. And then funding a long life. We've talked about this many times. This arbitrary date of 65 probably doesn't make any sense. But for most people, a lot of baby boomers, they'll just keep working and and want to. But if you're willing to and able to work past your early 60s, you won't be alone. People age 65 or older are 75% more likely to still be working than they were a generation ago, thanks to both choice and necessity. That doesn't necessarily mean working the same job you always have. If you're ready to retire but want to keep some sort of income stream, you can look for part-time work that's more flexible and fun than your previous job. There are many options for partially retired workers, such as teaching online, doing customer service, working for focus groups, or being a consultant, career coach, or patient advocate. The other thing you can do is delay Social Security. We just talked about that. For each year until you until age 70 that you delay, you'll get an 8% raise. Long-term Lynn, care can I insurance. ask something? Can I ask yes. something before we... If, if did anyone ever figure out the difference between how much more you make per year versus what you lost by not taking it when you can? Yeah, there are calculators everywhere on the internet that will show you that, including okay. on socialsecurity.gov. You can go okay. in there and plug it in. Okay. So, yeah, that all those things are very important, and let's remember that. You know, it's not it's not an all or nothing. There are many all those issues and put yourself in a better financial position when you retire. Yeah. yeah. So on that okay. note, yeah, we're going to take we'll a short to. break and we'll be back with our guest expert, Mike McHale of Barbetti and McHale. And you're listening to the Laurie and Lynn show. Catch you on the way back. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. 
the well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC Certified Public Accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and nonprofit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this, this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity, my checking account, uh, my payroll taxes. They take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you? Member FDIC. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and several other places. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business, and our guest, expert, I was going to say speaker, same thing, expert today would be Mr. <laughs> Mike McHale, CPA. Mike is a partner with Barbetti McHale, LLC, Certified Public Accountants at 1421 East Drinker Street in the good old town of Dunmore, Pennsylvania. And Mike, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me again, guys. Uh, do you have your uh, your brains unscrambled by now? <laughs> well, not not quite yet. It never seems to get t- totally unscrambled, but we're getting there. We're we're uh, tax season is a little bit behind us, so we're yeah we're, we're tough there. We're coming clear. Well, that's good because now you can check that one off and say it got through another <laughs> tax season. <laughs> Mike, I had a question for you. Um, I was doing some reading the other day about. Uh, this, and I don't even know which act it is anymore. I get them all confused. But I guess um, if if a client has filed an extension, which a lot of people have done, um, they are still able to create and fund a pension plan of some sort for the previous year. 
but I don't think that's normal. I think it's just because of this year. Have you had any clients that have had that experience? I have not had anybody who had done that. As a matter of fact, I, I had done the same thing personally. Um, I was under the assumption that it was the, the May 19th, the deadline, that the extended deadline uh, was yeah. it. So I'm aware that it went past that, but uh, I could absolutely take a look into that and, uh, and, and see. But it would not surprise me if the government did extend some of the in the courtesies to, to move it past. But uh, like I said, I'm not quite sure, so I don't want to give definitive answers on something that I yeah. have to on. I, I just read an article about it this morning, and, and it was I didn't realize that, but apparently that that is the law under either the SECURE Act or the whatever act, CARES Act, I don't know which one it was. But anyway, um, the point was that you can still... Uh, start, create, and initiate a new, uh, any kind of plan and make it effective for the last tax year, which is the reason we're saying this is because usually in order to take the tax deduction for any kind of contributions you would make into a qualified pension plan, it has to be established at some point in time before the end of the year in which you want to take the tax deduction. Yeah. But yeah. in this particular case, they're extending it because I, I think, frankly, the way it is, Mike, it's because people have no clue at this point, even what their income and expenses were for the last year because it was so wild and crazy. Well, I mean, so, and, and that's a, a tremendous point. Uh, you know, everybody's, for the last year and a half, geez, it seems like 10 years that we've been putting up with this pandemic. Um, everything yep. is a rock. A lot of people have been out of work and, and uh, you know, we're lucky enough to continue to, to work. But nonetheless, I, I have met a lot of people who are simply out of work and uh, and did, uh, did accept a lot of benefits in the, uh, the the CARES Act, in which that's what it's there for. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it, it's it's literally something, in the, and my wife and I had the same issue. You just don't know. I, you know we did it last minute to, to put something into an IRA, as you said, um, uh, this, this about a month ago, right before the other deadline, that's the extended mm-hmm. deadline. Uh, but it is, is truly, a, you know, a period that everything is in flux. So... The government has made some changes to the rules as, uh, you know, the one that, that you have spoken. Like I said, I will look into to make sure that, that I'm correct in, in what I say. But it is um, everything is in flux and, and it, it's an odd time to, to be in any industry. But doing accounting and trying to make sure that everything is up to date, what we do constantly, uh, do a lot of CP, do a lot of reading, as you say, and, um, you know, to make sure that we can give the best advice that we can. So uh, it is yeah. it's an influx, a tough time to be a CPA. And, Mike, speaking of the CPA, could you tell everybody the difference between a certified public accountant and a public accountant and why one would want the other? Just because I don't know that everybody... I mean, obviously, one says it's a certified, and I can you can read into that. But could you give the the difference between the two? I I can give you the the best that I know, and I can speak more right. on the CP staff because that's what I grew up in. I mean, anybody I I started to work in public accounting back in uh, the early '90s, 
and uh, and everybody sought to become a certified public accountant, and that's, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to say prestigious thing, but that's the, the letters behind your name that were very important to anybody in public accounting. I, I believe, and, and I could be wrong in this, but I believe that public accounting was prior to when CPA became a, a more established uh, brand. Uh, so an older uh, person may have become a public accountant, and I, I'm not even quite sure how you apply to do that anymore. But uh, on the certified public accounting end, it is, it is truly a, a very, very difficult thing to uh, to acquire. I mean, I often use the thing, how many CPAs do you know that are, are, are you know, not at the best? Uh, and I say that because it's a, it, when I took the test, it's a very strenuous test, and it is so now. It's it's online now, or, or I'm sorry, you you go to a, a facility now to take the test. But when I did it, it was it was only given twice a year. Um, all four parts were given at the same time, uh, two and two on one day and two the next day, and you had to make sure that you had a a certain I, I believe you had to get over fifty or sixty on each part to make any part that you, that you pass. Um, to, to make it stick. So you have to pass, actually the first time you did, you have to pass two parts and the other two parts had to be above a certain threshold to maintain them. And you had them for, I believe, two years at the time. So it, it was a short period of time that you had to do it once you passed, uh, but a very, very, very strenuous test to take uh, when I took it. And and so now it, it it's not just taking a test, it's more or less, um, you know, giving up a, a lot of time in study to try to get there. And, and, and it's, mm-hmm. a, you know, it's a very comprehensive test that not many CPAs could say that they do every single thing. And I'll, I'm first to admit that myself, but, um, but you have, you get tested on everything. So you have to prepare and whether it's taking a course or, um, you know, doing it on your own through books and stuff like that, it's, it's a very strenuous thing to take on. Uh, so anybody who has done so and has the letters behind their name, like I said, I can speak on certified public accountants. Um, it, it's, it, it's a testimony to your, as my mother used to say, the stick that you actually went through a yeah. whole thing. So. Yeah. And so then, Mike, in, in, which I never asked this, so I don't know. Are the, it, when you take the test to become a, a CPA, is it, does it vary by state? Do do different because different states have different tax laws and stuff, or is it is it just re- reciprocal and ev- it doesn't matter where you are, you can practice once you have your life once you have that certification. I'm pretty certain that it, it, it's a national test, so I don't think oh. any states come into it. I could be wrong in, in some instances, but it is a national test. It's given all around the country, and like I said, now they do it at testing centers uh, where right. you would go right. in, and you don't have to take all four parts in two days like we had to. It's uh, sure. but it is a time, it's a time constricted thing where you have to take a couple in every couple months and. Uh, and you have a time frame to pass all four parts once you pass one, uh, but it is—it's uh, a national test that's given uh, across all states, so it's, it's pretty okay. standard. Yeah, yeah. I just wondered if there was a um, something regarding each state in there that because of the tax laws, but I—that's—that's that's interesting, and and the fact that. Um, I remember friends of mine, Mike, who were t- took the, the, you know, were studying for their to become a CPA, and 
the um, it was like you said it's it's very difficult and it's time consuming and it was a great honor and 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 great prestige people felt I, I I'll I'll never forget my friend Mary Ellen um, Gallagher at the time who was at the Third National Bank we all worked together and Mary Ellen went back to school at night uh, at, to the university and because of course took a great advantage of the fact that there was such, and I did the same thing, not at, um, at the U, but the, um, reimbursement, I'm trying to think of the educational reimbursement we got back from the bank. So when, and I, so she got her degree in accounting from the U and then she, I remember when she took the test, cause I used to run into her, she had left the bank then, but I remember, and I, she was so proud of that. I mean, that was, it was, it was an, a major, it still is. It's a major accomplishment. And you're right there, that it was so grueling because of everything that had, you had to do within so such a, a short period of time. So, um, you know, it is, yeah, as I, you said, it is no small feat to even now. I mean, it's a little bit changed, but it's a, it's a wonderful um, thing to do. My nephew just graduated with an accounting degree and he said he doesn't want to do that. Um, and I guess that's just either, you know, you do, or, you know, you don't, I guess when you're finished. So, um, I, it, I think it it's, is, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's truly a, a profession that has changed since I went to school. And I, I'll give you the perfect example that my son wants to go into accounting and, and he's going to the U as I did the university of Scranton. We call it the U around here. And I, I, when I worked in New Jersey, <laughs> they'd laugh. I called it the, when Miami is known as the U. But nonetheless, he graduated <laughs> last night, as a matter of fact. And, uh, oh, yeah. So Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. It was, it, he's my first, and it was a proud moment. He's a good kid. There you um, go. But yeah. he got accepted to you, and it's not a four year program anymore. It's now a five year program. They have to do oh, that because wow. to sit for the CPA exam, you have to have more credits than when I was there. It's expanded that much more. So, the, the trend that I keep seeing and, you know, and, and, and being a partner at a public accounting firm, that not a lot of people are going to go into accounting. Well, they're good paying jobs and yes, you do work hard, but there's, you know, like I said, the pay is very good. And then and, and the atmosphere is the work and, and the type of work that you do is very interesting, but it's, it's a five-year school that you have to you sign up for at the beginning. Gavin got, mm -hmm. Gavin's son, he got accepted to the U, um, including the master's program already. Uh, so, it, wow. you know, a lot of schools in that to, 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 to get people in. And um, uh, it, it, it's a crazy, crazy thing that, uh, you know, that they have to accomplish now. And that on top, of, that's just to be able to sit for the exam. Yeah, I think, get a, I think it's great, though. Yeah. Good for it, him. It, 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 it makes everybody uh, more, uh, better strength coming to us. Yes, anybody absolutely. They're, they're more learned, absolutely, and it's it's a great, great thing, and, and uh, I'm proud of him, and, and I'm happy that he, he chose to go into it, me, and it, my wife works in public accounting as well. So There you go. Well, congratulations. What's his first name? Gavin, G-A-V-I-N. Gavin. Congratulations, yeah. Gavin McHale, on your graduation from um, uh, Dunmore High School going to the U in the fall. Good for you, buddy, and I hope we... Uh, You'll, you do is your your dad is proud, and I'm sure he'll do as well as his dad. So congratulations on that. And Mike, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Well, again, we are Barbetti McHale. Uh, Mike Barbetti and myself uh, are up. Uh, we we have uh, 13 people all total in our firm, uh, and that separates us a little bit more. What I say that 
all 13 people who work there have been with the firm. I'm the newest person, but everybody else has been there 10 plus years, mostly 20 plus years. But uh, again, we are Barbetti McHale, 1421 East Drinker Street in Dunmore, 570-346-2057. There you go. Well, Mike, thank you very much. And uh, happy a little early uh, Father's Day to you there. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And we will, yeah, we'll see you next, next uh, month. And everybody else, have a great weekend. It's going to be a nice one. So enjoy the weekend. Thanks for listening. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.